Hey everybody, it's me, Bates Star, and this is audio only. It is June 1st, 2018, sixth month. We are halfway through the year, folks, <clears throat> and it's been a it's been a great day. It's a beautiful day here in uh, West Michigan, where I'm from, which I always I always say it that way. Um, uh, you know, I live here in West Michigan, and it's uh, and I, I had the opportunity. I'm recording a little late today uh, because I uh, had the opportunity uh, to have the morning to kibitz with a friend, and uh, you know, we had some coffee, and uh, well, coffee being an arbitrary term, I I drank a monster. She had a coffee. And uh, we just kind of talked about our lives and, you know, just uh, had one of those good uh, morning coffee chats with a friend. And that can, that, can take a, that can take a day into a whole new turn. That can really, it can turn a good day into a great day if you ever get the opportunity uh, to have a drink uh, with a friend. And uh, while I was over there, uh, she has uh, an Alexa one of those uh, Amazon Alexas, and uh, I'm not afraid to tell you, I kind of want one. I mean, yes, Big Brother is watching, and they, you know, people got their conversations sent to emails or whatnot or whatever. But I really like the aspect of where I can. Uh, there's a song I want to hear. I can tell Alexa to play that song, and then uh, I get to hear it. There's just something like, I, I really like the, you know, I know it makes me sound like one of those uh, people who have no patience, but I don't. And I admit that. I, if I want to hear a song, I'd be like, oh man, you know that song I haven't heard in a long time? This song. Alexa, play this song. And then it plays it. Boom. No apps, no, no adjusting. Just play the song. I get to hear it and everything's great. What's not to like about that? Um... And social media news. Uh, let me talk about something here I don't like. Uh, <laughs> which I, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I'm obviously, I'm tuned in. Uh, you know, I've got my Twitter, my Instagram, uh, my Facebook. Follow me, Nate Star. And uh, you know, I'm Nate Star at everything, as, as, as often as I can be. And... Uh, you know, I love to I love to read uh, you know different people's opinions on things when when they are actually founded opinions and not based on hate and ignorance. But uh, one of the things I don't like is where um, people will put out a meme or you know the base or which is which is essentially just a screen grab. Oh, hold on, the house band's getting a little live today, and um, where they'll be like, hey. Well, we were all complaining about Roseanne and Samantha B. Here's uh, here's some other news stories that happened, but you didn't even care. And it's like, no, I did care. And I did read about them. Because I don't limit myself to one news story a day. Like, do you ever, you, you, what, somebody read like, or they, unless your only news source is like TMZ. You know, I follow... Um, the BBC, the CBC, um, WXYZ out of Detroit, WZZM, uh, out of here, uh, Grand Rapids, uh, the Lakeshore, um, WLUC TV6 in the UP, 
and uh, WWUP TV, uh, which is nine and ten news in Northern Lower Michigan. I basically I have my state covered, all the news I need to know, all all uh, award-winning stations, and um, you know I've talked about it before the importance of affiliate news, but this gives you gives you some local news. Um, they'll you know they'll also cover any national major event. Um, and then with the BBC and the CBC, they also report American national news. Um, but it's not spun uh, in such a way like Fox News uh, to where, you know, it's got a, any sort of slant. They have nothing to gain from, uh, you know, telling the, telling the story in any particular light because most people don't even watch them. So... Uh, but you know, it's like, it all comes back to my obsession with being informed. You know, you can't, um, if, like, if you're 18, 19 years old, and you don't watch the news, it's a wave of the finger. Like, yeah, you should be watching the news. But if you hit 21 years of age, and you say, ah, I just don't watch the news. Ah, I, I don't like to keep up. The news is depressing, or... <clears throat> they'll be like, oh, if it bleeds, it leads. And and it's like, yeah, that might that might be the case. I might lead. But the show's a half hour long. Affiliate News is a half hour. Um, Network Evening News is a half hour. So keep watching. There'll be something else that'll, that'll make, catch your eye, catch your fancy, help you out there. But, um, you know, so that's just my little hot take about life where we are right now and uh fun fact speaking of all the of all the news uh if you're not aware today june 1st 1980 cnn the cable news network uh personal favorite of uh the current administration uh <laughs> no that's not true uh, would launch today, actually. On this day in 1980, CNN, the world's first 24-hour television news network, made its debut. The network signed on at 6 p.m. Eastern from its headquarters in Atlanta, GA, with a lead story about the attempted assassination of civil rights leader Vernon Jordan. CNN went on to change the notion that news could only be reported at fixed time throughout the day. At the time of CNN's launch, TV news was dominated by the three major networks, ABC, CBS, and NBC their nightly 30-minute broadcast. Initially available in less than 2 million U.S. homes, today CNN is seen in more than 80 million American households and over 160 million homes internationally. CNN was the brainchild of Ted Turner, a colorful, outspoken businessman dubbed the Mouth of the South. Turner was born in November 19, 1938 in Cincinnati, Ohio, then as a child moved with his family to Georgia where his father ran a successful billboard advertising company. After his father committed suicide in 63, Turner took over the business and expanded it. In 1970, he bought a failing Atlanta TV station that broadcast old movies and network reruns and within a few years, Turner had transformed it into what we now know as the TBS Superstation concept he pioneered, in which the station was beamed by satellite into homes across the country. Turner later bought the Atlanta Braves baseball team and the Atlanta Hawks basketball team and aired the games on his network. 
Turner gained uh, international fame when he sailed his yacht to victory in the prestigious America's Cup race. In its first years of operation, CNN lost money and was ridiculed as the Chicken Noodle Network. Oh, <laughs> how clever. However, Turner continued to invest in building up the network's news bureaus and around the world, and in 1983, he bought Satellite News Channel, owned in part by ABC, and thereby eliminated CNN's main competitor. CNN eventually came to be known for covering live events around the world as they happened, often beating major networks to the punch. The network gained significant traction with its live coverage of the Persian Gulf War in 1991, and the network's audience grew along with the increasing popularity of cable television during the 1990s. In 1996, CNN merged with Time Warner, which merged with America Online four years later. Today, Ted Turner is an environmentalist and peace activist whose philanthropic, <laughs> philanthropic efforts include a 1997 gift of $1 billion to the United to the United Nations. So there you go. I mean, uh, people talk about the liberal bias of CNN, and there may be a liberal bias. Don't you know? Honestly, it's a flavored um, news channel, uh, but that's that's because they are also a channel that has sponsors and want advertising dollars to stay afloat. So they tailor their news to a sector of the population. It's more of a liberal news network. And then you turn around and you look over at Fox News, which holds a, you know, toes the conservative line. And, um, but what I really like is where the, the Fox News, uh, fan, um, will be like, eh, CNN is fake news, but, you know, it's like, you're wa- you're also watching fake news. You're, you're watching, you're watching Pepsi-Cola news, and we're watching Coke news. Um, so, you're really, you don't have a leg to stand on. Your, your news is not impartial by any stretch of the imagination. It's been proven time and again, um, that your, that the new, the Fox News, um, flavors their news to hit a certain demographic so next time you know your your uncle is at that family party and they're like oh you know if I, you know, the, the liberals over at msnbc and cnn and bleep bleep blue and then you can just be like hey remember when fox news um said that george w bush should not be uh held responsible for gas prices when gas prices were rising under his administration um, and then they asked how come uh, President Obama raised gas prices under his administration. It seems kind of a kind of hypocritical and ignorant and like news that was only tailoring a certain sect of people. Hmm. How about that, Uncle Gary? It's me doing the hard pat on the shoulder. How about that? Um, well, let's get today's uh, birthday in history. Uh, today is the birthday of a French engineer and physicist Nicolas Lenard Seti Carnot, born in Luxembourg Palace in Paris, 1796. He's often described as the father of thermodynamics for his work related to steam engines. In 1824, Carnot published one of the first physics books written for general audiences called Reflections on the Motive Power of Fire. It explained in layman's terms the principles of converting heat to energy. Carnot argued that the real power behind an engine lay in the temperature difference between its hottest and coolest elements, and the use of gas or fluid was irrelevant. 
His work was eventually incorporated into the second law of uh, thermodynamics, one of the fundamental foundations of modern physics. Although it was initially used to develop the steam engine, the second law is now used to describe processes as diverse as how water is heated to make coffee, uh, the expansion of the cosmos, and an ecosystem's food web. The English novelist and scientist C.P. Snow said, Not knowing the second law of thermodynamics is like never having read a work of Shakespeare. Carnot was just 36 when he contracted cholera after an an epidemic swept through Paris because doctors weren't sure at the time how the highly contagious disease was was transmitted. Much of Carnot's work was buried with him, as it was believed uh, that, you know, it was airborne or like lived on, on items. Uh, so, I mean, there you go. Uh, there was somebody who was not a writer. Today. Well, it was a writer, but not a poet today. Um, you know, go out and learn. I always say that. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, uh, but that'll do it for today's show, uh, audio only. Thank you very much for listening. There's a lot of internet out there. So if you stop in and Rest the spell and have a cup of coffee with me in the mornings or the evenings, uh, whenever you listen to the show. I thank you. And always be your best. And be careful out there.